Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Los Ponies Podcast. And we're we're busy people right here. I've got a baby. You're 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 moving boxes in and out of your house, transitioning. So we had into a little bit of a scheduling conflict last week. So we took a little bit of a break. Hopefully you guys uh, were able to catch more winners without us. But we're back, Curtis. Welcome back. How, how was the week in between? Oh, I was just moving back and forth between here and Arcadia. No, I'm not switching to Santa Anita, <laughs> but I actually moved just a little bit down the street from there. The wife got a TV teaching job up in North Hills, so we kind of split it there to where we could be back and forth, uh, back and forth from things we have around. So uh, yeah, I made the switch over there and spent my first couple nights there uh, Friday and Saturday. So here we are and uh, we're ready for the podcast on Saturday here. So welcome back. Uh, we are recording this immediately after Saturday's daytime races here at Los Alamitos. We're looking at we're going to look at Sunday's card. Lots to talk about. But before we go any anything any more along here, I want to give a special, very special round of applause. Dave the Dream Weaver. Yes, the one that used to be on TV's of quarters. That Dave Weaver. <laughs> he took down the daytime handicapping contest. He accumulated over $2,000 bankroll from a $300 starting uh, point. Takes down the first place. There was a total of $12,000 in the pool. So he keeps his $12,000 and he gets 50% of the pool, which is six grand. That's eight grand. And he gets a seat to Vegas. How about that? I had heard that he was sitting in second before you came up. And then you broke the news that he had just taken the whole thing. We were going to cash all the money. He's going to Vegas again. How many is that? What three or four years in a row? I want to say for sure two out of the last three. Okay, that he's going to represent TVG over there. That's always good to have. You know, you want to have your handicapping experts for sure. going to where the you know the handicapping experts are. So congratulations to Dave Weaver. Shout out to Dave Weaver there for taking it down. Uh, he's already partying in the Vessels Club here. I could imagine. Speak. Yes. Uh, I don't think he's leaving the track. His shift has been way over. He worked the daytime races. I don't think he's leaving until the last race of the nighttime. That is for sure. Well, I saw Bob Baffert partying down there. Was it with Richie Sambora? Was Richie that Sambora in attendance? In the I, house. They were toasting down there after their uh, win today in the stake. So possibly, I'm sure Weaver got in with them. So he, he he's probably celebrating deep into the Los Al card at Shout night. Shout out to Marley's Freedom. They're winning the featured event here on uh, the Great Lady M here at Los Alamitos daytime. So that wraps up. Uh, Pretty much uh, the Saturday at Los Daytime Los Al. Saturday night, uh, we probably won't have this podcast out, but a quick quick thought from you on Saturday night's Grade 3 Independence Day Handicap. Hot stepper, outside post, 300 yards. Is that too short for him? I think it's definitely not in his favor. You, you always see him running 400, 440. They run that. I think he wins uh, this race easy, but he shortens up to 300. And he's making his first start at Los Al, but he draws the outside. That's the only thing in his favor, but I think they're using this as a prep, so it wouldn't surprise me if he was to get beat Saturday night. All right, that's, so that's Saturday night's Grade 3 Independence Day Handicap featuring uh, the All-American Derby winner of 2018, Hot Stepper there, Paul Jones and Cody Jensen. All right, let's, look, uh, let's take a look at Sunday's program at Los Alamitos here. We've got an eight-race program for Sunday night on the quarters, and the very first race, we're going to go four and a half furlongs here, for the maidens claiming tag. Wait, 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 wait. That, did you press the button accidentally or do you really mean that you have a lock of the night to begin the night? You know, I've usually been having my locks in the later part of the card here with the quarter horse races, but I found one I like here to start the night. We get right back sharp off the layoff here for the podcast. We're going to go to the five. One step away here. Second time ever for Jesus Nunez. 
has every right to improve at the beginning there, broke slow, came in at the start. The sixth move by Dino, we've talked about before, kind of kind of been disappointed in this one. Even it got back on track last mm-hmm. time out, but still, after that start, cleared this horse and just weakened, was carrying the lead into the stretch. So I think with a, a nice start, can clear early and just take him wire to wire here in the first. Wow, right off the bat. Uh, well, that horse definitely looks sharp based on that speed this one showed first time out. But I'm going back to an old friend. This is the night that move by Dino gets that made in diploma. So for 13 no more. We've chased it so I long. I can't jump off <laughs> one last time. I'm, I'm supporting one last time. I'm going to go six, five, and then the three impeachment ace. Not much to add on the five. Uh, Move by Dino. If the five doesn't fire, I think the six is the, ra- is, is the race for him here in race number one. So I'll go six, five, and then the three impeachment ace here for uh, Sala Rivera and Jose Luis Dominguez. New rider. There's no stats here that I can look up. I think he's a true, true, uh, not apprentice, because he he's not to have the, the apprentice allowance. Mm-hmm. Might have waved, but I couldn't b- dig up stats on him. I'll, I'll do another set yeah, of digging. You got me, yeah, yeah. too. I, I, I don't know who, who, who he is, really. I haven't had any uh, background on him before, so uh, we'll see what he can do tomorrow night. Yeah, but this horse is a effort suit, three and four starts back, kind of picking up the pieces late. I think that's going to be the, the same type of trip for him, so... Six five three for me here to begin the night. Yeah, I'm gonna go five and then to the six and just for uh, third here I'm gonna go to the two persistent touch. First time for Sergio. The horse has shown speed before, but has weakened badly every time. But throws the blinkers on, so uh, just off the equipment change alone, I'm gonna throw the horse in third. All right, that is race number one. Race number two, the second half of the early double. We're going four furlongs here for the thoroughbreds for a claiming tag of twenty five hundred. A field of six set to post here. What did you pick? I'm going to go to the inside shadow op here for Jesus Hiranga, who's been on fire as of late. Payer stays aboard this horse over the two ladies, man. I think it's the speed of the field. Drops in below the claiming price. Uh, they claim him three back for 3200 He ran for eight, tired. They ran for four, was on the lead and, t- and you know weakened late there. Drops to 2500 and draws the rail. Uh, I think he should be the controlling inside speed. He definitely looks like the controlling speed, and it looks like they're dropping to try to get a win, right? Yeah. Uh, the purse is nine thousand. They did claim this one for th- for thirty two hundred three starts back, but it just looks like they're trying to get a win. And if they get claimed, they finish even second. They're probably breaking even, right? Yeah. Uh, if they win, then they're out. So uh, yes, looks like the horse to beat, but I haven't been able to trust this one in the last few starts. I'm gonna try to beat him. I'll have him for second. My top choice is going to be the four gone with it here for uh, Jesus Oranga, the other Oranga uh, entrant in this field. Comes out of that uh, Swiss cheese race where Swiss cheese went 51-1. and one. This one was able to pick up the third place, uh, third place money in that event. Two starts back, narrowly missed by a long neck. I think this one could be for the place here, kind of stalking maybe the one or chasing the one and, uh, and seeing if the stable mate can post a slight upset. So... Four, one, and then the three. They call him the kid for Craig Anthony Lewis. Ramon Gusa jumps aboard. Big drop in class here for this one. Had been facing open claimers, 20,000 and 22,000 at Santa Ida on the turf. Has some back class, and and, and this one is coming off, off a bit of a layoff. So drop in class, layoff, Ramon Gusa. Looks like this horse could be in a good spot. But... I'll go four, one, and three here in race number two. Yeah, we got the same numbers, just uh, slightly different order. Got the one on top, then I got the three there. He's uh, making huge adjustments here from turf. You know, he's uh, shortening up, Mm -hmm. drops all the way to the bottom. I think it's kind of the scenario you said with the one where they're just trying to drop and get a win and get him claimed, try and get out with this horse. And then the four gone with it. 
Uh, I like the race two back there for 3,200. Kept on gamely behind Raynon, even though he was knocked into rival at the start. One of two entrants here for Hazy Siranga. I like the one a little bit better, but I think the four's got a pretty good chance as well. All right, so recap, I'll go four, one, three. One, three, four. Race number three, we're going four furlongs again. This is for a claiming tag of $5,000. This is open condition. Phillies and mares, three-year-olds and upward. That's it. Three-year-olds, you're allowed 120 pounds. Older, 123 pounds. But that's it. No condition as far as the wins or or any kind of races you've been running. So look at that purse, $15,000. Uh, very competitive field as far as the top three go on the morning night, but I'll be interested to see who you pick here in race number three. I'm going to go to the one horse, Chief's Look Little Pearl you. here. Going to try and get a price. Right. Six to one here for Lucas. Uh, retains the uh, apprentice here, Peterson. Going to get that weight off. Draws the inside. Has been showing much improved speed the past four races. Uh, I'm not too high on my dad's horse, Charming Alexis. Uh, kind of changed tactics last time. Uh, sat a stocking trip when before this horse was all speed and fade. So I think Chief's Little Pearl can get out there, and the Five Holiday Cambodia is one that's going to try and, and right there, try and stock the pace. So maybe Chief's Little Pearl can get out there and uh, take advantage of the two and the six, and uh, hopefully hold on at the end, hold off a late charging uh, uh, effort by the five. So I do have the the one is actually was actually my long shot play of the night on Friday night's program. Okay, it was scratch out of Friday to enter it here if I remember correctly. Uh, but yep, that's going to be my third choice. My top choice is going to be Stellis Princess on the outside. The other Chuck Trees here for uh, Richard Tilly. Edgar Payeras jumps aboard this one. This one has good amount of speed. And last time out, stumbled, got bumped there, and, and pretty much was compromised in that in that troubled trip. Uh, finished evenly as the even money post time favorite. I'm looking for a better start, a better trip, and hopefully this one could show good amount of pace. So I'll go with the six on top. I'll go to the five, Holland in Cambodia for second. A mare that has won 9 of 44, and some of her best races have been locally here over this oval. Uh, she did win nicely two starts back. She was second to the sharp Ciopino Pasadino last time out. And I think she's going to get a good trip. She makes good trips for herself. Yeah. She's always finding herself, tracking the leaders, having a good late kick. She's definitely going to be in the mix. So six, five, and one. The speed of the one could be a little bit interesting from the rail. So. Six five one for me here in race number three. I'm gonna go one five and then to the two. Charming Alexis, like I said, uh, if this horse didn't run that race last time, I would have been picking the six over the two. But I did like the change of tactics there, whether it was intentional or not by Goosey. You know, uh, I don't know if he just kind of fell into that spot and uh, sat a dream trip there. But uh, hey, if he does it again, I think could uh, be running on a big one again on Sunday. But I don't know. I, I just like the one to be out there on the lead, and I think the five can outkick the two, so I'm going to put him in third. There you go. So I'll go six, five, one. One, five, two. Race number four, the payoff leg of the early pick four. And, and Curtis, we're going not 100 yards, 110 yards. Uh, did uh, Professor tell you what happened? No, what happened? With this? I, I, there's no more 100-yard races. I believe AQHA doesn't recognize 100-yard race times. They, they recognize 110 yards. So I'm pretty sure, not going to say for sure, but I think from now on we're going 110 yards. So that's the reason. So they're going 110 yards here in race number six. Uh, we'll try to figure out there into that event. But that's a, that's a good time to drop the, the conspiracy theory, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is a perfect for the conspiracy That's just kind of what I heard. Uh, I think he got an email saying something uh, about uh, them not recognizing the times, but 
I mean, you gotta love horses stretching out from 100 oh. to 110 yards. That's I mean, gotta be a huge angle. That's an extra up. an extra 10 percent of real estate. Exactly. That they're running. That's huge. I mean, that's huge, <laughs> right? Race four, field of six. Who'd you pick? Went to the three, uh, old favorite of mine here, childhood. Uh, drops all the way down to 4,000. Uh, game second at uh, 100 yards last time out against feature Miss Bo. Uh, you know, showed a late effort there, went 663. I think on the class drop alone, uh, this one should be pretty tough here. So, childhood uh, uh, there, Jorge Farias. Uh, by the way, is it Farias or Farias? I've always said Farias. Maybe? But then I, I'm a gringo, so. <laughs> no, but let me see. Let me, let me try <laughs> to do Mexican style. Uh, just read it Spanish now. Jorge, Jorge Farias, Jorge Farias, Farias, Farias. You know what? They, it sounds good as, both as, ways. As long as you don't say Farias. Yeah, I yeah. forget who it was, but they would say Farias, and <laughs> no, they were like, no, 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 no. we we can't is agree it, on that. Either, one. It's either Farias or Farias. I'll let you make the call. I don't know. No, I, I just put my. <laughs> yeah, my you're own, the one that's going to go I, on air. I just put myself into a pretzel here. <laughs> it just feels, you know, when you start writing a word over and over, like, yeah. and then it starts looking weirder and weirder. Or when, when, just when you say like a normal word, and you're like, Wait, what? Yeah, that? yeah. Does that sound correct? Yeah. So I, I'll ignore it for right now because I'm just, <laughs> I just put my mind into a pretzel right now. But nonetheless, childhood there looks like the horse beat. I'm going to try to beat the three with the four. Uh, not much there as far as the price. Both are going to be well supported, uh, but Frozen Icon there has uh, has broken better in a, in a couple of those previous starts. This five-year-old mare here for Matt Fells, Erasmo Gasca. Erasmo Gasca is having a great meet. Yep, uh, he's he's winning races. He, he's right th- right up there, uh, battling for second in the leaderboard. This one broke in, bumped, and the last time this one went 100 yards. Actually, it was a, a an off slow type of effort, but all the way back in March, this one did break good. And, and one nicely at 100 yards. So I'm going to get the four shot here, break better. The three is obviously the main threat here. Uh, I'll put that one for second. For third, uh, I'll look to the, towards the five, Southern Trueno. For uh, Danny Montes and Ruben Castro. This one, uh, third last time out against 4,000 claimers here. Cuts back in distance, has never raced this short. Uh, tends to get, has gotten bumped in the last few starts. I don't know if it's more about him getting into trouble or not breaking straight, but Given that this one is drawn towards the outside next to a horse that has been going 870 yards like Tarzanita, that could be a little beneficial here for the five. So uh, four, three, and five for me here in race number four. I'm going to go three, and then I'm going to go to the one, Mr. I Valiant, one of two Felix Gonzalez runners. Uh, the one's fairly quick from the gate here. You, know, you see two, one, two, three, two, one, one. So, uh, you know, he's usually breaking sharp, and I'm just going to trust that Julio De La Torre has made the right call here and is on the correct Fields Gonzalez horse down along the inside. And then I'm going to go to the four, Frozen Icon, who you already talked about. Uh, another one who's fairly quick from the gate and has already won at the 100-yard distance, so should be primed and ready to go again. All right, recap, I'll go four, three, five. Three, one, four. Race number five, the start of the late pick four, and they're going 300 yards in this spot. And the time has arrived, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Kind of flip flop here. Yeah. You're going the quarter horse, all right? These pick fours are so easy, Curtis. You've got to lock in race one. I've got to lock to start the late pick four. I don't think this has ever happened before. This might be a first. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it has happened. I don't think it has ever happened that we both have our locks to begin each of the pick fours in the car. So it's just single and then sit back and uh, watch the other races That's you're it. spreading, That's correct? That's it. That's it. It's easy money. <laughs> the lock of the night is going to be Ladona. Post number two here for Christopher Adele. The horse didn't break all that well, but still 
found himself with found herself with a good stride there late to narrowly miss by a head at 18 to 1. You got Juan Pablo Leon here who is only running three winners so shouldn't get bet down too hard and I thought that was a very good effort. If this one just improves like he did from the first to the second not from the second to the third out I think she's going to be tough. LaDonna here for me my lock of the night. I'm right there with you. I, I, like, I like the two LaDonna on top. Uh, Juan Pablo Leon Rides again here for Chris O'Dell, yes. so you know he's going to be trying as hard as he can to keep in that Chris O'Dell barn. You know, the Nicasios usually have it wrapped up, but it looks like Chris is going to let him stay with this horse. Takes a slight class drop from maiden 20,000 to 16,000. This horse was closing last time, just out kicked by fast thinking, but I think there's more upside than the five piety, who I'm going to choose for second. I still think is very dangerous because of the gate speed. Has dropped two narrow finishes there. Second by a nose, second by a neck in the last two starts. So it looks dangerous again with a clean break. And then I'm going to go to the one, El Tiznado, who I liked from the works earlier this year, but just hasn't panned out in the trials. Came back uh, last time out in just a straight maiden race. Drifted in early and didn't really show anything. But comes in here, drops in for a tag. Favorite Illusion won that race. Best yet came back to win on Friday night. So I, I think uh, just get him away here next to one of his main rivals, LaDonna, and we'll see what uh, if this horse can improve dropping into the climbing ranks. All right, my lock of the night, LaDonna here for race number five. Uh, of course, the gate speed of Piety there is, is the main threat, but that one has been breaking well and hasn't been able to get the job done, so I'm going to try to beat the five with the two. I'll go two, five, and three. Two, five, three there with Wildness, who scratched out a Friday night card to run in this race tonight. Definitely a horse that could improve here. Dropping in class, second time out for Jimmy Glenn. So, two five three, my lock of the night there being the donut. Two five one for me. All right, race number six, the start of the final late pick three here at Los Salamitos. We're going three hundred yards, quarter horses for a conditional claiming tag of sixty two fifty. It is for three olds and up, which have never won two races. We got a couple of old friends in this race, Curtis. Are you going back to the... Are you giving the five one more shot? Are you going with Treacherous here in race number six? You better get your uh, pronunciation <laughs> of Jorge Farias correct. Yeah. <laughs> he's got two dangerous adversaries here in the six. He's got the one Remy Marco and the five Treacherous. And a former lock of the night, Treacherous, who did let me down. Yes. But I'm going right. to go back to him here. He, I like how you don't hold grudges. I like this. Not at all. You, you, you have a soft spot tonight. <laughs> he takes another drop down. So I think he's back to the you know the uh, level where he just exploded that last time. He got brushed and just split foes there. He's crowded and surged, and that's what really got me high on this horse. They raised him up after that, and things didn't pan out. He lost to uh, rival Remy Marco last time, but I think he was gaining on that horse and probably could have finished third in front of the stable mate. Draws the outside here. Ayala's back aboard. I think it's all systems go. You could insult me any anymore here on Treacherous. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm giving this one one more shot. Outside post to me, it's got to be the key tonight here for Treacherous. That's going to be the, the pick on top. For second, a bit of price. The three, the Rock Morton, who finished a very good, remember this one, a very good second, three stars back behind Casey's Dream. Yes. Then came back, broke slow there against Tougher. Then came back, broke slow last time out, and still finished a good second behind Casey's Dream. I think the three definitely can, can uh, finish well here. The only concern is cutting back in distance, going from 330 to yeah. 300. That's why I'm, I'm thinking this one is going to pick up the pieces for the exacta. So I'll go 5-3, and then uh, Remy Marco the 1. So the stablemates, 1 and 5, they're going to be battling there uh, for the money. But I think it, it, it's treacherous here 
with that outside post, the race to lose. So five, three, and one here for me in race number six. We got the same trifecta. That's five, it. Five, three, one. It's simple, simple, very, very easy. Uh, while we move along, reminder, July 20th. My, why, where has the year gone by already? We're already in July. July 20th, the Los Amigos Race Course, the, Ray, uh, the Winter Nationals, 24th Annual here at Los Amigos. So make sure you guys make it out here. Try to make it out here. Uh, proceeds benefit there, the Seal Beach Animal Care Center. Are you uh, are you ready for the traffic? Are you ready for the parking lot to be packed? That's what I was going to say. Make sure you get here early. Yes. It is the one day you do not want to be late to Los Al. If you get here late, the, it's already packed. There's lines to get in. Uh, there's always uh, lines at the food stand, but I mean that's the biggest night it's of the fun. year. We get a great crowd. The, the grandstand is all full, and uh, I just I love to see uh, who's gonna finish and who's not gonna finish. Uh, that's all part of the race. That's gonna be fun. There are gates open for the nighttime program at 4:30 that night, and the races begin at 6:30 for the Wiener Nationals on July 20th. All right, there's two races left. You know what time it is? Late daily double. Late daily double time. Curtis, we're going 110 yards once again here in race number seven. No more 100-yard dashes here. So all the handicapping that you had done for going 100 yards, throw it out the window. Yeah, they're stretching out. This is complete. This is like going 300 to 550. They're almost. stretching out, Curtis. Here, <laughs> field of six, an allowance. Who'd you pick? I'm gonna go to the four, OD3. He seems to have found his distance here. Uh, he's uh, reeled off three out of four of the last 100-yard races he's been at. Uh, he's ultra sharp right now. Vinny's uh, back aboard here. He almost won four in a row there. Only lost by half a length, but he got broken at bumped at the start. And he, he was even fractious at the last start and won the head bob there over just bet me who will be running on Saturday night against Hot Stepper. So uh, he's definitely uh, stepped up against horses of better class. So I'm going to go to the four, OD3. OD3 here is going to be your pick. And it's very it's a very interesting race because... You've got probably the horses that are the quickest here immediately towards the in, uh, in between horses, right? Two, three, and five. Yep. Uh, they, they're drawn in between. And that's why I think one of these two, the three or the four, is going to get squeezed out. Okay. Don't know who. I'm going to flip the coin here. I'm going to say that OD3 is going to take the worst of it. Oh, no. So who are you going with I'm then? picking the two striver. <laughs> the one we always known for her gate speed. <coughs> yes. You got Ayala here to jump aboard striver. Uh, of course, she's never gone this short, uh, but I think she's she's definitely going to be showing that that gate speed on display for Juan Carlos Chavez and Scott Willoughby. I'll go Shriver, then I'll go right quick here for Janet Rodriguez, uh, coming up coming out of two troubled outings in the last two starts. Uh, but before that, this one was uh, razor sharp. I'm looking for Osmo Gasca to jump out of the gate here for right quick, and then for third, I'll go with the long shot, the six working stiff. First off, the claim. But I like this angle. Uh, not sure if it's a very, you know, angle that I, I can trace back to being profitable. But I let, this is what I like to see: when a connection loosens this horse for a lower price, mm -hmm. they come back and spend more money to get this one back. So Jamie, Jimmy Glenn and Ed Allred, they lost this one via claim for sixty to fifty. Two starts back, they claim back for ten grand immediately yeah. the next start. So they want this one back in the barn. That's a good sign for me. I'll put this one for third. So. Two, three, six here for me in race number seven. Yeah, I'm going four and then the two Striver. Uh, I think if there's any horse that's really built for uh, the 110 yard distance, it is Striver. Uh, she's just a rocket out of the gate. That's uh, all I can say about that. And then the three, right quick. 
who uh, is another bullet from the gate and won the blink of an eye handicap back in February uh, and won a 330 back there in, on January 11th and then won a 100-yard dash before that. So another horse that's very quick from the gate. It's just a matter of uh, who gets the who gets the best of the break here. This is going to be a very, very firm race. All right, so recap, I'll go 2-3-6. 4-2-3. right, race number eight, the grade one. Bessel's maturity, a birth to the champion of champions on the line, Curtis. We're going 400 yards for four-year-olds and upward. We got a race number right here, grade one. And this this could actually, if they, if you can land this field in a champion of champions race, this would be a, a very good champion of champions. Oh, this yeah, this, this could, could be definitely a be the finals yeah. right here. I mean, this this is this landed such a great field uh, that it's hard to to ignore how good of uh, of horses we got here. I mean, we got some iron horses here. I feel like four years from now, it wouldn't surprise me if we still see Zooming for Spurs <laughs> because Lisa's boy. He looks like, I mean, these are such good, great horses. Yeah. When you talk about, you know, horses retiring uh, for the breeding shed too early, horses not hanging around, we have the pleasure to be seeing it's some awesome. of these horses uh, develop a rivalry like they have in the past here, and they're going to you know, uh, hit heads once again here with a birth of the champion of champions on the line. 400 yards at the distance, I'll let you pick first. Who'd you pick here in the best of maturity? You know, I gotta have words with Burgard. I I thought <laughs> BH Lisa's boy would go off second choice here. He lost to He Looks Hot, and here he is the favorite. I know, very, very I, interesting. I couldn't believe it, <laughs> but whatever. He makes the morning line, but I, I went to the eight. BH Lisa's boy, uh, I think just off that layoff there, he came up just a bit short to He Looks Hot, but what really came down to here, I like his post draw of anybody here in the field. Uh, I like him being towards the outside there. Uh, he's against CM Boom Shakalaka, who I don't really give much of a chance. And the nine eyes a favorite, who I think will be closing. At, uh, this is the sneaky one on the outside. He almost caught zooming, zooming for, for spuds, spuds back yeah. there in the winter championship from the outside. But I think BH Lisa's boy is better than the nine. So I'm going to go to Bill Holberg and hopefully young Oscar Andrade can pick up a big win here. Look at you going towards the eight. But, you know what, let me flip the page back in my nine lines because I want to look at the selections of Ed Burgard and Professor G. Their top pick is the same top pick for both of them. And who do they have? B.H. Lisa's one. Oh. Look at them. So much weight wow. on this horse now. Well, you guys can keep the eight. <laughs> Give me my old trusty sidekick. He looks hot. Every right to... Uh to pick him, I mean, he's just uh, another hard knocker. He's been through so oh, much uh, through all the what, colics. And, three colic surgeries, is yeah. Like I, I mean, he still comes back. He's still on top form here at here at seven. But I mean, what? You're not scared of the the two? That doesn't scare you at all. The two hole? No, the Bermuda Triangle <laughs> does not scare me because I feel like he's found a new fountain of youth as far as breaking out of the gate. He could finish, but now he's breaking good in, in the last couple of starts. So True. he's he's to me he looked sharp on 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 uh, trials night. That was his first race since March. Uh, I th I think he's gonna be right there. Uh, he looks hot for me. He's gonna be the check mark uh, for second. I'm picking the one, just a cartel, the one that he looked like a an unbeatable force there in the summer of 2018. Right there, mm -hmm. uh, he had a, a troubled uh, trial two starts back. He finished second by a head there to Bodacious and the champion of champions. The only concern is he's not always the quickest out of the gate, and he's drawn the inside post. Mm -hmm. That could allow he looks like to kind of outbreak him, but I know the one is going to be finishing with those big long strides uh, for Cruz Mendes and Mark Seen and the joiners. Uh, and then for third, B.H. Lisa's boy. 
he really was right there giving everything he could to the two he looked caught on trial side. Uh, Oscar Andrade, to me, he rode a perfect race, right? Uh, he had a, you know, when, when we heard about the news of him, him picking up the mount on this horse, uh, we're kind of waiting to see how he's going to do first time out. But he did everything right. He was just second best on trial side. But he's going to be rolling here uh, late. So 2-1-8 for me. But the question for me to you, Curtis, zooming for Sputs, is he your top three? He is going to be my third choice. All right, all right. And my angle there, mm -hmm. history is going to repeat itself. <laughs> yeah. Last year in the Vessels Maturity Trials, he's up there in second, and he weakens to yes. fourth by a length and a half. Yeah. You think he's done. He goes 1992. He comes back, and he goes three-tenths of a second faster, and he beats BH Lisa's boy and Tarzanito in that race. I think uh, maybe he just wasn't playing his full hand, and he needed one off the layoff there. Monty's going to have him primed and ready to go. I think he's really drawn well. Uh, he likes the middle part of the track, so I'm going to pick him for third. Then I'm going to go to the one, just a cartel. I was totally against him last time. Yes. I thought this horse was done. The work was horrible. Uh, I, I went to the optometrist. Uh, I just got some <laughs> eye drops. I'm fine. Everything's uh, 2020 now. He was just a monster that night. Went 1970, and Cruz was in hand. Very easy. Could have gone much faster. I know uh, Mark Skeen has said this horse likes to be drawn in between horses, so the rail isn't his favorite position, but I think being next to Helix Hot is going to help him get a clean start here. So I'm going to go 8, 1, and the 6 for third. Very, very... I, I could build a case for the 3. I could build a case for the 5, 9... And even an outside shot for the form until the check who's she's been known to pop up with big big efforts yes. so this field is very very competitive i'm looking forward to the finals vessels maturity i'll go two one and eight yeah is uh scotty gonna pick tarzanito i mean after he, he was the the first trial correct for on trial night i believe I, so and he ran that monster and scotty was like it's over <laughs> Nobody's gonna beat Tarzanita. This <laughs> horse is well, fantastic, and then the times got faster. That was the uh, that was I was I was at home with uh, baby Ariana. I was, oh, I was were my you? weekend off. Oh, okay. but I was watching. Okay, I got gotcha. My my being the sickle that I am, yeah. I did play a pick six that night, and I got five out of six, and it paid like it paid something ridiculous. I was like unbelievable. I got five out of six that night, so I got I got some money that night, and I hit the pick four. I single Tarzanito that that night mm -hmm. uh, because there was. What other horse was in there that Eddie had ridden before? There was another horse. Was, I was it like, Black Friday? Yes, it was Black uh, I Friday. I think it was possibly Black Friday. Yeah, and Tarzanito, uh, Edgar, uh, Eddie, Eddie Garcia picked Tarzanito to ride. And, I'll, you know, he's been riding this one well. Uh, so I singled Tarzanito that day, and, and this one got home. But Tarzanito can finish. He's not the, the fastest of breakers. He ten, you know, last time out, he, he broke well and finished strong. I feel like he needs a little bit of wiggle room. He tends to, yep. like, drift in, drift out. Uh, but he can definitely finish. That's another contender there for Yanni Rodriguez and Eddie Garcia. Yeah, I, just when you look at this field, like you were saying, we're not even picking Katie's easy moves. I mean, who uh, we were high we're on chased, at one time. We've chased that horse. But still, hard knocking third, second, third, third, first. I mean, right down the form. And then I as a favorite again. That's uh, I, I think that's Burgard's sleeper pick again. Like I said, being on the outside there and liking the ten post. That's so. going to be a very very fun addition there for the vessels maturity. Now I gotta ask you, were you awake for the midnight news dump <laughs> last night? I don't know if you heard some rumblings and a lot. It wasn't the earthquake. It was something else. I just let me see what it was. Um, I can't kind of think, but I, I think I think the breaking news is coming to the desk right now. Breaking oh, news no. coming through the desk, and I'm hearing. 
I'm hearing PG-13 and Kawhi have landed in L.A. Not for the Lakers, but for the Clippers. Yeah, I can at least say I'm not that disappointed because I didn't think Kawhi was coming to the Lakers to begin with. So I th- it didn't I- hurt that bad, but it did hurt me that he went to the Clippers. <laughs> you guys asked me, what did I think? I said 80% Raptors, and then 10%, 10% Lakers, yeah. Clippers. But, I mean, I'm sure you're ecstatic. Uh, Professor's I ecstatic. Wait. I can't wait. And uh, I was, uh, you know, earlier, before, before, like, it heated up, I told you it was a dream scenario. The more I thought of it, I was like, when, it was, when they were in the finals, I was like, I hope he wins a championship for Toronto. Because then it feels like there's nothing more for him to do there. True. So he got the championship... I feel like there was nothing more left to do unless yeah. he didn't feel confident about any of the options in L.A., right? Uh, but the more, like, if you would have, immediately after the finals, I was like, Kawhi to the Clippers, 90%. That was how I was confident I was. But then the, the more it got dragged along, all these media people saying the Clippers are out. It's yeah. a done deal with the Lakers. And I was like, then it's, it's probably the Lakers. And then the more it dragged out, I was like, then it's between the the Raptors and the Lakers. The Raptors maybe might have gotten a, a good meeting or whatever. Yeah. But I thought the Clippers were out until Woj, the main guy from ESPN, uh, he's the only one that it kept tweeting out. Oh, Clippers traded for. Oh, Clippers acquired more Harkless, who could play well alongside Kawhi. Yeah. So he was the only guy still dropping in a little hints that Kawhi could lean there. Yeah. But all the other main guys uh, from like uh, Fox and, and some other colleagues from ESPN, uh, Stephen A., uh, Chris Boussard, oh, it's it's a done deal. Yeah. Uh, I'm hearing Kawhi is either to the Lakers or Toronto. So I thought the Clippers were out. Last night I was not expecting when they said uh, Kawhi to the Clippers. I mean, that's about as good as you can handle a free agent situation. For sure. I mean, you didn't hear anything nope. from any teams. And nobody really wanted to put out official statements. I mean, Woj, who breaks it all, he was very tight-lipped. Very and he cautious, didn't want to yeah. say anything. And then it finally came out. And, and that's the whole time I was like, I don't know. I, I hear the rumblings, yeah. but I still don't believe it. But I made the bold statement to Professor. I said, if you don't get Kawhi, you will not win for 30 years. Wow. And I, I don't know why it angered him so much. <laughs> he went like crazy. Oh, he, th- that's such a, a ridiculous statement. He was actually upset the things he was saying. I mean, it was just it was uh, insane. So I guess I struck a nerve. So, of course, about midnight, I get the text yeah. of the Kawhi news, yeah. and he, he's just rubbing it in my face. But not only, the key was that not only was nothing leaked, they kept a tight lip. Like, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure Woj and all of them, they did not know anything. Mm-hmm. Everybody was just guessing. But the thing is, if I heard correctly, that Kawhi met with the Clippers first. So he, at the first meeting, must have pretty much been a done deal when he said, if you can get so-and-so, then it's a done deal. Mm-hmm. So that's why he dragged along, because behind the scenes, Clippers were trying to make a trade. Old Jerry West, he stepped up and he did his job. I mean, if he can put together another championship team, this will be uh, his third one. I mean, there's already, I don't think there's any doubt, he's already uh, one of the greatest basketball oh, executives for sure. ever. But, for sure. I mean, if he could do this, if he could get the Clippers a championship, I mean, he, he'll just go into oh, God status. And what, what I loved is that, you know, the Clippers had to give up some assets as far as, I mean, Danilo came off of a great season, uh, but, you know, they had to give up a young guy. They gave yeah. up Shy, Gilgis Alexander, who's, who's, who was a, had a tremendous rookie season, but I'm glad they did not give up Shamit. He's the one that they acquired from Philadelphia in that Tobias uh, trade. Okay. I think he's going to be an elite three-point shooter. He looked sharp. 
uh, last year for them. Uh, but can you imagine they're going to unleash, unleash a, a, a starting five of uh, Zubak? Ugh, that's uh, one that got away. Kawhi, PG-13, um, Shamit, and Beverly. That's probably the top five. So when pretty sick top five. When when Kawhi <laughs> and PG go to the bench, who yeah. do they unleash? Lou and Trez. That's what I, I was uh, joking around with old Lou. But he's going to get a big opportunity again to come off the bench. You know, one of the greatest six men ever to play the game. I, I, I think it was a really smart move by the Clippers to give up enough to get these two to come here. Yeah. Because I think after the CP3... Blake Griffin years of getting so close that to go into another lull I think would have really damaged the Clippers and nobody would have oh, yeah. wanted to come back yeah. so I think it really helped Kawhi wanting to come back to LA to save their franchise. And what's great is that Lou is, is there for, for another couple of years I think uh, Trez is pretty much on a, on a very inexpensive deal mm-hmm. uh, uh, we got Shamit a uh, young guy and then Paul George is two years left on the contract I believe. I'm not sure Two and then Kawhi's four, so they got they got a solid two year window. Yeah, to get it done, which is great. But it's it's not going to be easy. No, the, the West, West is, is loaded. It's so stacked. Still. I wish I wish uh, the commissioner would get rid of the conferences and just go to one through sixteen. Yeah, the way it's setting up, I'm, I mean, it's especially not since I mean Durant can't even play for Brooklyn next yeah. year, uh, even though they've got some other pieces. It, it really looks like uh, the Bucks. Uh, race to win out there. I don't really give the Heat much of a chance there with uh, Jimmy Butler. I mean, as good of a player he is, I don't think uh, he's going to take a team that deep into the playoffs. So I think it's uh, Giannis's uh, path to the finals there, and, and the West again is just going to have to duke it out with even much more talent than there has been uh, even from last year. I mean, Utah got Conley uh, via trade. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Porzingis uh, to uh, Dallas. Yep. Uh, Portland is still there. I think they they reloaded. They get, they signed someone off season. Yep. Uh, Lillard will stay there. Oh, he, yeah. I don't think he's ever leaving. No. He's a pretty loyal yeah. guy. And uh, so like literally like if they they got rid of conferences and just they just did one through sixteen, I could see twelve teams from the West oh, being yeah. the top top I mean, sixteen. Shoot, if you put if you put uh, the the Kings that were improving, you put them yeah. in the East. Yeah, uh, they're gonna get in the playoffs yeah. out there. Yeah. So. I mean, even the Pelicans. The, sure. What all, yeah. all the players, the Pelicans yeah. un- unloaded, and now they're going to have Zion, even though I saw he uh, won't play oh, the rest of the summer league. little knee bump. They, little knee they bump. said those big guys, you got to watch out for the injuries. So, uh, yeah, West is absolutely stacked more than ever. Uh, it's going to be a great NBA season to watch. I can't year. wait for the Christmas game. It has to be Clippers-Lakers. It has to be. Oh, God. It has to be. If they don't there's, make that a Christmas game, it, it's a it's a failed. There's going to be so much pizza on the line for that one. <laughs> It's going to be fun. All right, guys, we got to get back to work on this Saturday night, a little sal. Uh, good luck in the races on Sunday, and we'll see you guys next week. All right, bye, everybody.